The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Playful Psychologist podcast. I'm actually super excited because today I am joined by Nabs from Supermarket Swap. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that like Nabs to me is a bit like Regina George. So like whatever she does or cooks or buys, I buy or cook. (laughs) So it's pretty funny like that. But thank you so much. Um, For being on the podcast today, why don't you like introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about yourself and Supermarket Swap and all of that. Thanks for having me on. I've been really excited about this. So I'm Nabs. I started Supermarket Swap on Instagram probably around a a year and a half ago, even two years ago now, um, to share some of the food swaps I was making for my son at the Mm -hmm. time because I was really looking closely at his diet. And I started buying different products in the supermarket and I felt like this was really valuable information for other parents because mm. um, we were always confused. I know my friends were and I needed a little creative project at the time because I was on mat leave and going crazy at home with the kids. <laughs> so I started an Instagram page to share grocery products and I thought that no one would be into it and everyone would think I'm a bit, you know, lost it talking about, you know, products from Coles and Woolies but it took (laughs) off really fast and suddenly you know mums love to chat and you know within 12 months we were over 60,000 followers so it grew really quickly I think it was just super simple and helpful for time poor parents Um, and then sort of in like halfway into that whirlwind um, of parents saying to me oh we always shop with your um, Instagram page in the supermarket um, I thought that's crazy I could do better than that and decided to develop an app so mm-hmm. grocery shop which was a bit of a whim yeah and a bit wild to jump into that with, the faith of life <laughs> that with my family but that's all right so now we um, have this, the social media and we have also have the supermarket swap app which launched three months ago I love that app. I use it all the time. Oh, I love hearing I just it. like to search things and then I'm like, oh, I need this. Like, let me see what's in the app. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. It's a good tool to have. Yes. Well, today, I like, I just, I guess, wanted to chat a little bit about like, like obviously neither you nor I are dietitians, but oh. I'm, I really want to chat about like trusting your gut as a parent, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, knowing what changes you can make in a kid's diet that might it like, you know, it's not going to cure anything, but it might really help with some things that you have going on. And I think that sometimes it can be really, really difficult to trust your gut um, as a parent. Did you find that when you wanted to address things for your son from like the perspective of diet um, or preservatives or whatever, did you find that like people were typically rolling their eyes at that thought? Well, I didn't even address it with any of our doctors um, or therapists because I didn't even consider it, to mm, be honest. Okay. So with my son around three years old, we had like a lot of emotional meltdowns, a lot of sort of aggressive behaviour coming through and just something wasn't right. And we went mm. through the whole process of investigation. You know, people say to me, oh, it's, you know, this age, it's, you know, a three-nager, it's terrible too. But for me, it was just 
elevated compared to what I was seeing with my friend's kids. Yeah. I knew something was um, stressing him out. So, you know, mm. we went down that path, which is a, a really crazy path. And any other parents who've been on that journey know it's a lot mm. of therapists, a lot of assessments. Um, we went to NDIS and we landed on sort of sensory processing disorder, mm. um, mainly auditory. So he used to really react if I put the Thermomix on or the blender or there's a mm. lawnmower, everything would freak him out with yeah. sounds. Um, and we ended up starting occupational therapy and mm-hmm. speech therapy. And that was kind of like a 12 month process to get to getting NDIS and starting these therapies. And I remember the first month of therapy just feeling so deflated and upset. Yeah. Even though the therapists were amazing at what mm. they did, but it, I was like really desperate for some help with the huge behavior yeah. and the hyperactivity. That was, you know, I was having a newborn baby at home and I was like, oh, I don't understand how this, this is going to be a long process here. Yeah. It has to be more. There has to be more. And that's when I sort of landed on diet yeah. accidentally and heard about how certain foods can trigger certain behaviors mm. and i'd also always been aware of sugar and like mm. watching how much sugar he had but i really was kind of i remember feeling a little upset that no one had mentioned that to me yeah. in the whole process we've been in over 12 months the gp never said what's he eating could he be sensitive to this and um i mean gps are amazing i'm not saying anything against them but I just felt that this was a whole untapped area. So I did a little bit of, you know, trusting your instinct as a mum mm-hmm. and really looked at what we were having. I learned about additives and preservatives and um, some of the side effects they can have if you have too much of them mm. and found out what foods they could be in, which was the unsuspecting stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, because you limit your child's junk food. For sure. Yeah, and you think you're making good choices. Yeah, so like, fine. And I'm cooking yeah. dinner every night from scratch at home and I'm making yeah. breakfast and, you know, yes, they have an ice cream on the weekends, but mm. it was what I was using for my breakfast and yeah. what I was using for my dinners and what was in that chicken stock and what was in that, you know, yeah. tomato sauce and all of those things I never knew as a mum could contain food colourings and things like that. So mm. I decided, because I'm just so tired and exhausted, to overhaul our whole pantry yeah. and just go super strict for like three weeks and see I took away all of those artificial chemical ingredients from his diet Did that affect his behavior and literally his meltdowns halved. What? So we're seeing daily meltdowns from the morning mm. um, and they just like calm down so much. We still have them, but it wasn't like the whole family noticed, the grandmas noticed, everyone noticed. Wow. Like we just had this like first time in ages seeing some calm come into our into our day. And yeah. so it set me on this you know, wild tangent I've been on since yeah, yeah. to make other parents aware that sometimes, um, you know, food can affect certain kids, not all kids. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I definitely notice that like, um, like, like you, you know, Luke will have an ice cream, he'll have a cupcake, whatever. Um, but like on the days that he goes to daycare and it's someone's birthday and they've been yes. given like, you know, a store-bought cupcake or something like that, he'll come home and he is literally hanging off the fan and I'm like... <laughs> what did this kid eat (laughs) like it's really like sometimes it's quite obvious and obviously like diet can't cure anything like we know that um but from a science perspective I strongly believe that a lot of children are misdiagnosed as perhaps even having like ADHD or another neurodevelopmental condition um purely because certain ingredients, you know, you look even through your app, you look at the side effects and it's hyperactivity, inattention, irritability, which are all the diagnostic criteria for some of those. So those things, did you notice that like in either of your kids that changing 
diet helped with like hyperactivity and irritability and that sort of thing as well. hundred percent. Like yeah. no doubt about it. That's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Yeah. Because it, it made a huge impact. And like you said, I can see now when he does have the food coloring, I can see, you mm. know, a couple of hours later, I can see that behavior coming back. Yeah. Um, I think it's a huge impact and it's proven. So with the app research, we engage a food scientist, accredited dietitians, clinical nutritionists, um, you know, qualified professionals who research mm. every additive and preservative on yeah. Food Standards Council in Australia. And we went worldwide. So we compared to the European Food Safety Authority. And, you know, in Europe and the UK, they label their foods that contain artificial food colourings for kids. And there's a label on the packet and it says this may cause um, hyperactivity in kids. Wow. I yeah. So it's all labelled in Europe. So if you're putting food colouring in anything, it's a warning for parents. Wow. Yeah, we don't have that here. And also in Europe, I find that they use a lot of natural food colorings instead mm. of the artificial. So, for yeah. example, a packet of Skittles, um, oh, very popular. Yeah. yeah, and they, um, I remember when we started OT, like a lot of parents not knowing better, but would reward their child with a big packet of Skittles after the class. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. But, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And that's it. Yeah, and in Europe, they don't allow artificial food colorings in those Skittles because they do cause that hyperactivity in kids. So Whereas in Australia, they do allow it. And in America, they do allow it. So mm. it's, And it's to- hard because then you, like, send your kids to school with, like, you know, what you deem on face value is quite a healthy lunch, you know, with a muesli bar and, and mm. something like that. And then you're like, you know, it might be low in sugar, it might be okay sugar-wise, but from a preservative artificial mm-hmm. ingredients perspective, that's actually what's doing the harm. And I think, like you said before, a lot of parents are like very mindful of the amount of sugar that their children mm-hmm. are eating. Whereas I know, thanks to your app, that I'm not so much focused overly on like things that are low sugar for my son anymore. I'm more looking at preservatives or like looking at things that I can make from scratch that are yeah. easier. And I, I love as well that like, the the changes that you suggest or the swaps that you suggest they're not often they're cheaper yeah it's not a more an expensive yeah size and I wanted to make that really you know the pillar of what we do because I don't want this to be affected by a socioeconomic position for sure and especially kids uh, parents that got kids in therapies and things like that that's actually a really expensive world Absolutely. that parents have to manage so a lot of the swaps I try to find the same price point and sometimes they're not cheaper or the same price but then I heavily promote these specials on Instagram and mm. in the app so then when the product goes on sale goes half price I encourage parents to stock up then so yeah. then you can have these healthier food choices that don't cost you more yeah. um, but back to the low sugar thing it's such a good point you made like pre this I was always reading the sugar content mm. on food and that's all I did and I still think sugar is so important and I still yeah. read I never actually read the ingredient list I never yeah, I was the same. saw what was actually the food what was actually this made of like yeah. I I'm the same food. I'm like under 10 grams per 100 yeah. I'll buy it <laughs> yeah I was like great that's healthy but yeah. I skipped over the you know the flavor enhancers or the artificial flavors and the food you know so it's just wild and yeah. low sugar has been such a like a craze almost it's like a pop mm. it's almost become a marketing term now I agree you go to the cereal aisle it's like low sugar no sugar no added sugar it's just such a buzzword yeah for sure um yes yeah, crazy another stuff. one is um gluten-free so like the other day I was in the shops and there was a packet of rice like uncooked rice that said gluten-free 
Oh, you're like, well, oh, one ingredient, it's right. Yeah, I was like, yes, yeah, sick, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you found a gluten-free product that's not full of additives. Yeah, true. I should up. Uh, sub- yeah. um so i like i think why i appreciate like from a personal standpoint why i appreciate the like what i'm assuming is like a lot of hard work that you put into the app and stuff is that so my younger brother has an autism diagnosis and that was diagnosed over 20 years ago he's Mm -hmm. 25 now and back then we were really encouraged to do um like the gluten-free dairy-free diet and just eliminate things to see whether that helped with behavior which we did but there was no information out there as to how to go about that in a sustainable way. Mm. Um, and, and so I just think like, I tell a lot of my clients about your page and your app that I'm like, just follow it. There's so many ideas there. Cause I like to think that I approach things like behavior and neurodevelopmental um, difficulties from that like holistic approach. And mm. like I reiterate a million times, yeah, you can't cure things with diet, but you can sure as hell stop a lot or, you know, decrease the symptom severity of a lot of hundred percent and that's so important this isn't going to change autism it's not going to change adhd it's it's just going to i think reduce some of the the symptoms that the yeah. kids are experiencing like we Absolutely. still have challenges with my son mm. we are still like you know weekly doing therapies and there's a lot going on behind the scenes but it's improved the situation yeah. heavily. And that's what I was after. You're not going to change whether your child's neurodiverse or not, mm-hmm. but it, it's going to um, help them deal with some of the, you know, high levels of energy and some of the yeah. things that they experience. For sure. So obviously your your kids are like your passion about like kind of like what mm. made you jump into this. Did you kind of like quit your day job to do this like full time? Yes, eventually. At first I was doing with the Instagram, I was still working a few days a week in marketing mm-hmm. and doing this on the side. And then once I started to develop the app, I was like a couple of months into the app, I was like, what the <laughs> hell am I doing? <laughs> Building an app is actually technically, yes, it's, hard but the developers do that and they're like oh that will take three to six months to build it but Mm. you don't realize all the content generation that's what the research project just to research every additive and preservative and find out how it's made and the side effects that was that took almost a year Um, so eventually I jumped ship and I said to my husband you know what I'm over and out I've got to focus on this now and as a family just decided to put everything into it um, to do it properly That's so awesome. And honestly, that's like super, I think, inspiring for anyone that, um, you know, thinks that that it's too late to start something new or they can't follow their passion. Yeah, they go. I love at 40 years old and it doesn't even feel like work. I know that's so cliche, but it's because it's just, I I literally love it. Yeah. I've just done it in my spare time forever because I really feel like it's important and beneficial. Yeah enjoyable oh that's awesome so if parents want to learn like more about ingredients and preservatives and artificial stuff where where can they get more like information on that um away from so supermarket swap mm-hmm. yeah well you can sort of um with our i was looking into this um this week to give parents sources where they can <laughs> but you know everything we've sourced is from these really huge scientific studies yeah. and medical journals and i mm. think for parents a lot of them may have thought they want to look into diet, but they don't know where or how. So yeah. it is really, um, you can always go to, you know, one of the Food Standards Council Australia or mm. European Food Safety Authority and have a look 
have a Google. Um, we got all our information from these really hardcore sources. Yeah. So. <laughs> but your app kind of like breaks that all down, right? So like you yeah. can type a preservative, like a number in or an yeah. in, and it, it tells you if it's all good or not. That's right. And the yeah. hardest part about the research project was translating from our team of experts and these really scientific medical <laughs> sources into a language which everyday parents can understand, including yeah. myself. Yeah. I was like, this data is great, but what does it mean? Like yeah. we go from, you know, these amazing sources to everyday language. So yeah. that's what we've done now so you can type in any name or code you see on a product and if you're confused about what it is it brings up and explains to you in layman's terms and I feel yeah. like that information wasn't really that accessible and available prior to this yeah yeah for sure oh that's so awesome so I'm going to link your like app website um and cool. Instagram in the episode notes for today's episode so if you don't follow this page already oh. Like, please do trust me. It's just awesome. Like, not only for kid snacks, but for stuff that I'm, but like, you know, like curry paste yeah. and that sort of thing, even yeah. for ourselves. It's yeah. it's just awesome to know that, like, I can get a lot of things here that are on, on special, that are better for me, that are, you know, going to be nourishing to our family. So I we really appreciate We need convenience. It's yeah. Fact. I feel like it's been such a dirty word for so long, but yeah. it's the reality for many individuals and families. Yeah. So you can still have convenience and it doesn't be bad for you. It's like... So, yeah, literally, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, and literally, thank you for like everything you do thank on you behalf of like most of us. Amazing, <laughs> hilarious! You're amazing in this space. So, thank oh, you, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right.